time for another summer edition of the Local Government News Roundup. Coming up today, concerns about overcrowding of holiday spots on the Surf Coast. A new councillor elected at Melbourne's Glen Ira Council, while a sitting councillor has passed away in New South Wales. A former mayor makes an election pledge to get rid of welcome to country and smoking ceremonies. A Queensland council mobilises to plan for a pending closure of mining operations. A Western Australian council rejects a proposal for dual naming of a local river. And why has the entire council of a town in Florida resigned? Find out just ahead as we whip around the local government stories making news at the moment on the Local Government News Roundup. Welcome to an all-new edition of the Local Government News Roundup, which is brought to you by the Victorian Local Governance Association, the national broadcaster on all things local government. Concerns have been raised about chaotic parking, overflowing bins and backed-up public toilets at Surf Coast tourism locations over the busy holiday period. The Herald Sun reported that some locals are concerned about how an increasing population is leading to overcrowding. Gail Gatt from Surf Coast Shire told the Herald Sun that bins were emptied twice daily during the holidays and she's called on visitors to respect the environment and dispose of waste properly. A new councillor has been elected to Glen Ira City Council following the passing last year of Councillor David Zingier. Jane Carslake is the successful candidate to take the position in Camden Ward after a countback of votes from the October 2020 general election. A curbside waste audit is about to get underway in Stonington City Council with 750 properties to be randomly selected for examination. The council says the audit, which is done every two years, helps to provide an understanding of the types and amounts of waste being generated as well as contamination rates and provides insights into potential service improvements. West Wimmera Shire Council has launched an innovation platform and has invited its residents to submit future project ideas. CEO David Bazudenhart said submissions are encouraged even if a proposed project is years away as it will give the council time to explore potential funding options. Mid-range developers looking to invest in northern Grampianshire will benefit from simplified planning application requirements coming into effect. Planning applications for developments valued between $5 and $15 million will no longer require review by councillors to reduce the number of low-risk applications that go through a drawn-out decision process. The council can still call in an application if there are particular sensitivities. Mount Alexander Shire has agreed to lease land in Malden and Newstead for the provision of affordable rental housing for local people over 50 years of age. The agreement with Winteringham Housing will see the two sites developed with well-designed and secure housing for older people pending the securing of funding support. And Melbourne is set to get a new live music venue. Marybeck Council has voted to allow the redevelopment of a heritage-listed bluestone warehouse in Brunswick into a 500-seat space for concerts by Australian and international acts, according to a report today from The Age. The proposal was narrowly passed by the council, four votes to three, with concerns expressed by some residents about potential impacts from noise, traffic and antisocial behaviour. 
Let's go beyond Victoria now, and a serving councillor has sadly passed away at Bland Shire in New South Wales. Mayor Brian Monaghan has advised the community of the death of Councillor Bruce Baker on the weekend. Councillor Baker was first elected in 2016 and was returned to the 2021 elections with an increased first preference vote. In paying tribute to Councillor Baker, the Mayor said he would be deeply missed by his fellow councillors, council officers and the entire community. He was 74 years of age. Former Cumberland City Mayor Steve Christo has declared that he'll get rid of welcome to country and smoking ceremonies if his party comes away from this year's elections with a majority of council seats. The Daily Telegraph reported that Councillor Christo made the commitment in an online statement this week. He said the current policy doesn't reflect the Cumberland community's needs, citing one of the highest recorded no votes at last year's referendum and an estimated Indigenous population in the city of 0.63%. The former Labor councillor now leads the Our Local Community Party, which currently has four seats at the council table. Parramatta City Council is objecting to a developer's proposal to construct a $113.6 million mixed-use development, including 204 build-to-rent apartments in a 34-storey tower in Parramatta's CBD. The Council and others, including the New South Wales State Emergency Service, argue that the tower block poses a significant flood risk, according to a report from the Sydney Morning Herald. Despite the concerns, the New South Wales Department of Planning and Environment is recommending the development for approval as the state government pushes for more residential development around public transport hubs. The proposed development is now in the hands of the state's Independent Planning Commission for decision. Hornsbyshire has cautiously welcomed state government plans to address the supply of housing by rezoning land around eight rail stations, including Hornsby. The council said it provides an opportunity to progress the council's Hornsby Town Centre Master Plan, which envisions nearly 5,000 dwellings and jobs in towers of up to 36 storeys, but that careful planning and commitment will be needed from all levels of government to ensure supporting infrastructure is also delivered. Former Yass Valley Mayor Rowena Abbey OAM has been appointed Chair of RDA Southern New South Wales and ACT. Ms Abbey was formerly the Chair of RDA Southern Inland before a review led to the expansion of the region to include the ACT, Euro, Bedalla and Bega. The Goulburn Post has reported this week that the appointment is for an 18-month term commencing in April. In Queensland, Mount Isa City Council will engage specialists in six strategic areas to help develop a response plan to the closure of Glencore's copper mining operations in the city. The company announced in October that it would cease copper mining by late 2025. The council wants to ensure the impact is kept to a minimum and that local miners are given top priority for jobs in Mount Isa following the closures. Ratepayers in Gold Coast City Council will have extra time to find the money for rates and water notices, which have been deferred for two weeks. The council says it was conscious of the effect of the storms on ratepayers and had decided to delay the distribution of the next round of notices, which were due to be issued this month. The CEO position at the City of Launceston in Tasmania has been advertised. LG Services Group is taking applications until the 12th of February from candidates looking to succeed Michael Stretton, who is heading to Hobart as its new CEO from next month.
Ian Hart has been announced as the incoming CEO of South Australia's Kingston District Council. Mr Hart is currently the Director of Community Development at Kangaroo Island Council and his previous experience includes roles with Derwent Valley Council, Regional Development Victoria, Bendigo Heritage Attractions and the Bendigo Jockey Club. He takes up the position at Kingston on the 29th of January. Consultation will commence soon in South Australia on a potential statewide law that would see cats confined to their owners' properties. The Advertiser reported the move comes as some councils take steps towards having their own confinement rules, such as Campbelltown Council, which became the second in the state to introduce a 24-hour ban this month. Five other councils have overnight bans in place. However, others like Playford have ruled out introducing a curfew. A review of statewide laws was conducted last year and the responsible State Department is drafting amendments which will be put to public consultation soon. The Shire of Boyup Brook in Western Australia has rejected a proposal for dual naming of the Blackwood River to include its indigenous name, Gorbilyup. The Daily Mail reported that a majority of 16 submissions received by the Council objected to the proposal. The Council is one of five that would need to give support to the proposal, including the Shire of Bridgetown Greenbushes, which has led the push for dual naming. Augusta Margaret River and Nanup Shires are believed to be supportive of the idea. And now overseas, in the UK, two London councils have received legal letters this past week accusing them of multiple criminal offences for failing to remove Palestine flags, according to a report from the Daily Mail. Redbridge and Tower Hamlets councils have been warned that the proliferation of flags is intimidating to Jewish people and may encourage violence against them. It follows reports that nearly half of British Jews are considering leaving the UK due to a dramatic surge in anti-Semitism. In Belgium, the city of Brussels will significantly reduce the number of publicly available e-scooters from over 20,000 to just 8,000 starting from next month. The move is part of a growing trend among large European cities to regulate the proliferation of shared micro-mobility vehicles, which have been competing with pedestrians for limited urban space. The website, themayor.eu, reported that the city will also increase the number of designated parking spaces for shared mobility vehicles and prohibit them from being left outside of those designated drop zones. A town in Florida has experienced a complete resignation of its governing body due to the introduction of a new financial disclosure requirement. The mayor, council president and all council members of the town of Reddick have submitted resignation letters. The only remaining elected official who has not resigned is the town clerk who is not required to complete the form. The Form 6 mandates the disclosure of personal assets and liabilities and is accessible to the public. The Ocala Star Banner has reported that the resignations in Reddick are part of a broader wave of resignations across Florida's small municipalities where officials have expressed strong opposition to the new law, which they believe is too invasive. And our journey today ends in Singapore, which is planning to lift a long-standing ban on cats in government-built housing and development board apartments where 80% of Singaporeans reside. The ban has been in place for 34 years, but it's been widely ignored, with many residents keeping cats, despite the risk of a 4000 Singapore dollars fine or eviction. Reuters reported that the decision to reconsider the ban seems to have been influenced by an official survey in 2022 indicating strong public support for allowing cats in flats, with 9 out of 10 respondents in favour. 
And that's your summer edition whip around of local government news for the 10th of January 2024. The podcast is brought to you by the Victorian Local Governance Association. And you can find the links to the stories we've referenced in the episode along with a full transcript at lgnewsroundup.com. The Local Government News Roundup is recorded in the city of Greater Geelong, Victoria on the land of the Wadawurrung people of the Kulin Nation. I'll be back with more local government news soon. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you.